fellas. I don't know about you. Cutting a rug right now. <clears throat> Breaking a move. We're dancing. And yep. man, if you, if you know me, I got that Roy Williams dance. Like when he came to the locker room, you know what I mean? He's kind of like just he's feeling himself. And the Mountaineers should be feeling themselves right now after Saturday. And I think we kind of are. I mean, let's be real. Mark and CJ, I want to know what you thought about the hat that they put on hugs in in the post-game <laughs> locker room. I, I, the way they've made some of those pictures look like he's like, cutting a rap album pretty awesome i we need to get our top 10 hugs tracks i think that's why mike's not here tonight he might actually be cutting an album right now oh, that'd be good uh, i mean i've sung with hugs before arm and arm before but it was gospel music <laughs> and there was alcohol involved <laughs> i don't think the hat was ever sideways the way that was and i have seen yeah. try to do the dougie with flowers which is good <laughs> but but the, who didn't Dougie with flowers? <laughs> he did Dougie, but it was, I mean, just overall performance. That'll just tell you how happy and lighthearted this entire team is after that win. And like you said, cutting the rug, we're dancing. Let's do like Jessica White, put on some clogging shoes, and just dance our way on into March. I loved it because you know I think it shows, quite frankly, how much. And Hugs has said it how much he really likes this this team and, and the makeup that he's got and and the guys that he's got. And I think that just goes to show that. And I, I think this team's really confident. I think that was I mean, their post game comments. I mean, Hugs said it, you know, and he didn't he doesn't give a damn about Joe Lenardi and Eric Stevens almost echoed it by saying, We're in and if we're not, I don't know what else we gotta do. Yeah. 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 I think I think we're right. I mean, you know, what's, what's great is when we got to the seventh win last year, they let Iowa State in with seven. We've done more than they did last year in a softer uh, bubble this year than what it was last year. I mean, oh, yeah. But- I, I definitely think our resume is a lot better than theirs, theirs was last year. I mean, I read – the somewhere- field itself they're going against is even – that's even the bigger point, I think. Yeah, and I read something, and it might have been on the Athletic or something that I mean, West Virginia might be the best eighteen and thirteen team in the country. Like that—that that was on that, the Bubble Watch. I remember. Yeah, that. like that's just you, you look at so many of the games that they lost—a bounce here, a bounce there, a stop there. I mean, it, it very easily could be a lot better, but at the end of the day, it isn't. Um, you know, but I, I think, and especially with the way this team has played over the last couple of weeks. This is this is a team that's really starting to hit its stride, really starting to believe in itself, and can be very, very dangerous in a tournament format. More than dangerous, CJ. I mean, I think they'll be a favorite in the first round matchup, depending on the team, obviously. But I think versus most of these squads that you see on the seven line right now, we would we would be favored. Yeah, uh, and I kind of like if we're a ten. Yeah, and I I. I Honestly, I'd like to stay in that seven, ten, eight, nine. I'd like to stay out of simply. Just I agree, to... CJ. Yeah, agree. For sure. Well, and you know what else though? Are going to be it, good. It, yes, exactly. And 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 also the thing is too though, like, man, I, there's still so much fluidity. I think in the seeding this year, it's it's unbelievable. And we'll get to that here in a minute. We'll we'll kind of yeah. peg down the seed that we think we're going to get to. I'm going to ask uh, both of them, both of you fellows, what you think. Um, but before we get to that. Like Saturday, 
and just the importance of it in the game itself, the way we play, I think is phenomenal. The offensive flow that we had in that game and just the shot making, but also kind of the ability to, to dictate the tempo of the game and get to the line. And we continue doing that. And if we continue doing that, we're going to be successful. And it was a game of runs, too, and that's the one thing I really liked for West Virginia was they were able to really punch back when K-State punched forward. So that's one thing that's big with the tournament time coming. West Virginia, K-State, they were – it was a heavy hitting bag in the first half with West Virginia pulling away in the second. But whenever you're able to take some knocks like that and – unite like the way Stevenson was able to just score at will almost in the second half. It's crazy to see and the energy that the Coliseum had and everybody around the team had. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, and it love love the way that they came out and they played. Um I mean they got after it defensively. I, I, I know early on, you know, trying to trap um, Noel, it didn't didn't look like they were quite quick enough in the rotation, so they kind of went away from that. But, I mean, I love the effort. I mean, the 50-50 balls, I mean, Blaine and I, you and I were talking about it. It wasn't necessarily that they weren't going after him. It's just every bounce on those 50-50 balls, especially early, seemed to kind of go K-State's way. It did. You've Absolutely. Got one, you've got one, it's a steal, and it's a surefire layup the other way, and it hits an official. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, that that kind of thing happens. Um, but I, I love the fact that you stayed with it. Uh, the crowd was phenomenal. Um, you know, and, and you get a big win. And I mean, and in all honesty, if Noel doesn't hit, what, three or four threes <laughs> from essentially Parkersburg. Parkersburg, the panhandle, wherever. He was everywhere in the state making He is from Welchweerton. <laughs> as Hugs would say. It might as well even be Martinsburg to mate one as well. Mark, there we you know? go. I, yeah, mean, I mean, he, all points in between. <laughs> he, he had some deep ones that when you let it go, you're like, no freaking way. Oh, it was pretty much everyone. <laughs> but I'll tell you guys this real quick. I think Noel – Making those shots was the also the downfall of the of the basketball team for K State in the second half because he fell in love with it a little too much. Oh yeah, I mean, when, and, yeah. I, and I and when, I think Johnson didn't get as involved as much. Maybe we were kind of suffocating him out a little bit. But man, they're a two man team, and I am scared for them in March scoring. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, because you, you've got to find a way to get balanced. They were the the two big heavy hitters, um, you know, and. Because I think, yeah, I mean, they had three guys in double digits. You know, Carter, the other guard, was one of them at 13 points. But, I mean, Noel and and Johnson are really kind of what they feed off of. But, I mean, if you look at what the Mountaineers had, I mean, you had 14 from Trey, 20 from Emmett, 27 from Eric. And as you and I said walking out, that might be the quietest 27 ever. And and 23 from Keaty. I mean, there was so much balance there. K-State – very, very heavy on those two guys. And when Noel kind of starts to quote unquote feel himself, it I think it takes them out of their offensive rhythm. Yeah, because they really let him just go all out at the really in the mid point of the second half, Noel. I mean, he was just their offense at that point. So what else yeah. did you do? And West Virginia, like you said, CJ, the that's the most balanced I have seen the offense for West Virginia 
this entire season. Everybody was seemed like they were hitting on all cylinders. Everybody knew the importance of the game. Senior night especially, trying to get the big games for the seniors like M. Matthews. And it just ended up being the perfect storm for West Virginia. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And, and, and it really Mark, was. It, well, and I think Mark hit something early, too, that was important, was, is, you know, we got to the free throw line. I think the other important key is, is here, especially Saturday and then really over the last four or five games, it's not just getting to the line, it's making them. I mean, yeah. you know, 22, 22 or 25. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that, I mean, that, that's absolutely phenomenal. And you, and you knock them down clutch in the stretch, down the stretch. Those are the important ones too. And they, they made every, pretty much every one of those. And who would ever, who would ever think about, I mean, praising a West Virginia team on the free throw line. Hey, well, let's continue to hit them like we have been. And, exactly. and we have been for a little while now. And I think that was we have kind been of, for a little while, but it's still yeah. just kind of a foreign concept that, Many West Mark, fans. Mark, don't talk about it. Just be about it right now. That's, that's <laughs> what we're going to do, okay? So I ain't talking you know. about a no-hitter here in the fourth oh, inning. <laughs> well, we, yeah, but we're, we're talking – yeah, I feel you. But, but um, <laughs> also, out of this game, and I think it's, it's really important that you have to mention this too, only four turnovers in the second half. I think that was crucial Huge. kind of in, in sort of allowed us to, to – finally kind of play and get this offense really, really clicking and rolling. And when it has an opportunity to do so, it, it, it can really be scary. I also kind of think it's interesting, guys. Look at the minutes played, right? That's going to be interesting. Interesting to see that Hugs is kind of almost short in that rotation. And he wants Mitchell, Matthew, Stevenson, and Keedy in the game pretty much at all times. Toussaint didn't play as much as he has. Uh, and maybe that would be a little bit of a difference. Um in some other games, but I mean, Hugs kind of shortening that rotation at the right time, I think, but also getting clutch minutes when necessary from everybody here of late, you know, winning these last two games, the Iowa State game and now K-State and solidly putting us into March. Yeah, and I and I think it was a little little shorting shortening of the rotations, um, you know, because you know Seth Wilson, I think you know he was only in the game for a minute, what he gets credited for, but I think too with Toussaint is is I think it got hard because Keedy was playing extremely well, um, you know, really just kind of took on the task of, of guarding Noel and and did a you know really good job of of being annoying to him and chasing him around, you know, Stevenson was playing extremely well, a couple of probably ill-advised shots, but you'll live with him from a guy like him at times. But overall played really well, really smart, stayed out of foul trouble. You know, Emmett's just almost refusal to come off the floor here the last yep. couple of games. I think it made it tough. Well, okay, well, what, who do you who do you sit to get Joe in? Because of how well everything was rolling, I think that's that was part of the shortening for him. Yeah. And then, you know, I think the the injury to to Wagi kind of really changes your lineups too. It really does the injury of Wagi. I think. Yeah. I mean, God bless the kid. He played. He performed well whenever he was on the court earlier the season before the foot injury. But I mean, yeah, he, and the injury might have been the blessing in disguise for West Virginia by finding this lineup that Hugs knows can produce the way it did this past weekend. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, Quanco was probably on a minutes restriction, um, you yeah. know, from the way it looked like with the rotations for him. 
and, and seeing, you know, Wagi on Saturday, I don't think he's coming back, guys. He was on crutches. That does not look good. Uh, yeah. yeah and, and you saw him in the boot, too. So, yeah, I'm with that, you, that, that's, that, that's oh. never a good sign. But I think with, you know, if, if you can get a Quan Quo, get his – get him back kind of back into a normal rhythm, get him in a pretty good rotation, you know, and, you know, Pat Sumnick's come in now it's two games in a row. He's, he's played, you know, double digit minutes and he's given you a really good effort while he's been out there. So and he, I, I he, think that's, that's a real good bonus. He gave better effort. I thought than bell did on Saturday. Bell kind of has been struggling recently and he needs to find a little bit of confidence. I, I would agree with you about that, Mark, with Bell in terms of confidence. I, that seems to be what's kind of missing for him right now. He seems to just be fighting himself yeah. out there on the floor and not trusting it. Well, um, yeah, he seems to be fighting himself. And then here's here's kind of another question I wanted to ask because, you know, he is coming up from the junior college ranks. He looks gassed. At this point in time in the season, like even early in early games, yeah, is that what he you're just saying, looks CJ? like maybe a little bit of that wall, like trying to push through. I mean, because I, you know, I don't, I don't know the JUCO schedule that well, but I highly doubt they're playing thirty games. Yeah, that's yeah, you know, that's that's a real interesting point there. But I'm that's just wondering if maybe point. the 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 physicality of D one is maybe caught up to him a little bit, and he's yeah. he, he's trying to kind of push through that a little. Well, the and physicality, it, not only with D1, but playing in the toughest conference. Yeah. One of the toughest conferences in college basketball history right now. Yeah, and it's not like he got spins. to kind of ease in on the non-conference schedule either. Yeah. It's not like yeah, they're, having playing, to take they're, not playing, they're not playing a Sunbelt schedule. <laughs> oh, Mark, you had to go there. That's Ooh. okay. That's okay. We'll, 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 we'll let it be for now. Um, got a little, little I, shot here and there. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um. <laughs> But 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 I will say, uh, although there were so many other conferences you could have picked there, I'll just I'll just go ahead and say that. <laughs> uh, you knew what was coming. Hey, anyway, um, <laughs> I, I think we made the point too about in non-league, Jimmy Bell had to, had to kind of be challenged with Nunji for uh, Xavier, and obviously taking on uh, Castellini with Florida and Edie, you know. For Purdue, I mean, he had some big games early on in the season. And, and like you said, I think there is a point to be made about him being a little bit gassed. That's a very, very interesting uh, take there. And hopefully we can get a little bit more out of Jimmy. And maybe he kind of kind of finds it. The point you made, Mark, about the confidence, I think, is, yeah. is crucial, crucial, crucial. Um, now, guys, we said we were going to talk about our, our seeding. Good week in Kansas City. I'm feeling it right now. We're optimistic, obviously, and maybe we're a little optimistic about the team and we're feeling good about the win, too. A good week in Kansas City, how high a seed line could we rise to? And that, and, and, and I kind of want to hear both of your takes on this, and then I'll give you mine. The absolute yeah. 100% best case, and we'll call it the miracle at this point, is you win the whole stupid thing? Oh, that's not a miracle. That's not a miracle. That that's not a miracle. But I mean that that's eh. you're going to do something. I don't know has been done in the Big Twelve, and that's play in the first round of games and to still win this thing. Um, I think if you do that, so short of that, the, short short of yeah. winning it, short of winning it. Okay, yeah, short gotcha. of win, yeah. Because I, I mean, think if you win it, you bump yourself up to probably easily a five. 
given also, who you given who you'll have beaten. Okay, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. it, but that only means you won one more game because I think if you make it to the even if you just make it to the championship, you've done pretty well for yourself this week. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, with with the projections go off of Lenorti as a nine right now. Obviously, if you win the whole thing, I mean, you could push yourself up to probably a five seed, just given the talent and the teams you'll beat. And, but I think if you get a couple of wins, uh, you might be able to find your way up to an eight, maybe even a seven, seven line here. Um, it, worst case scenario is you'll lose. I think the first game you fall maybe to a tw- to a ten seed. Um, but I, I think right now, for me, mine is short of winning all of it. I don't know how much you're really going to change your change your stock. Well, with that whole, with that being said, too, I mean Texas Tech in the first round. Obviously, they're going through a little bit of turmoil right now. But if Mountaineers get past Texas Tech, and what you're saying, you upset Kansas, who right now is round, that would exactly. number one that overall would, seed according to Lenardi. So I think that would exactly. be the, that's the big booster right there. Yeah, and that's, then that's where you lose. and then potentially Baylor. Yeah. Right after that, see that's the other part of it. I it's like unbelievable that that's the way this conference is. I mean, it's just a meat grinder. If you make it to the Big Twelve Championship game, you will have beaten Kansas and Baylor potentially, or Iowa State a third time. In in that little short span, that right there, I think honestly, at this point in time, seeing that they have us as a nine currently, I'll push and I think five. the Big Twelve is going to get some love in that. I think the Big Twelve is going to get some love in that committee room this year that we've never seen before of the committee. But uh, let me ask this Uh, question though. Let let me ask this question real quick is how much do wins in, in your conference tournament really within that committee room affect things. The reason I ask that is, is the year West Virginia won the big 12, they still ended up or the big, big East should have been a number one seed still ended up as the number two. Yes, he did. But that's also picking between the fourth and the fifth best team. And that's, Sometimes that happens, you know. I, I I think this is a little bit different this year just because none of these teams have really stood out from one another th- this year. I, I think that's just fair to say. And, and, I mean, I think we rose up in the minds to be number five to get there at the, that point in time. I, I'm not necessarily <laughs> sure about that. I think conference tournaments do matter. I think there are some moments – and maybe occasionally where a loss in it doesn't hurt you, but I think wins in it do help. I think wins, and I always uh, base a lot on whenever I'm picking my bracket on conference champions because it shows that they have the team, the mentality that can get through a tournament and can work these different scenarios that you Mm -hmm. have to prepare for on a day-by-day basis. So I think, especially with the Big 12 and it being so difficult this season, that the person, the team that comes out of this conference is going conference tournament is going to go to the Final Four. I have no doubt about that, and I will definitely be putting them in my Final Four. Absolutely. I mean, I I think that I might have more than one Big 12 team in my Final Four, but. but Guys, I'll say this. So, if, if they give us a nine or an eight, like, teams I want to get potentially, UCLA with the injury to Clark, maybe a different team, right? Um, I, I, I don't necessarily want to see Bama. Hopefully, we'll have to see Purdue again, but if we see it, great. I wouldn't mind seeing Houston. 
Uh, I would let Tennessee Houston, slide I would up love, there potentially. I, I I, I'm I'm going to differ with you, Blaine. I'd love the opportunity to see Purdue again. I, I think we're a lot better than what we were the first time we played them. I agree with you on that, but uh, he's still seven four. <laughs> and you can't teach that. You know what I mean? All right, big calf. I'm just saying you can't teach. He's eighty seven foot four, and you can't teach that. You can't. <laughs> no, that's true. But I, I kind of do agree with you, Alabama, just because they are they're long, and yeah, I think that Miller's that's good, and they run, and we need to run more. But I don't love it. I mean, but we could upset them, no doubt. But I'm with I'm, you. I don't. I don't love it. I don't love it. I see. I'll go on the opposite end. I think Alabama. They just haven't really played the schedule that justifies the admiration that they've seen so far this season. They haven't really had any very, very convincing wins. They haven't had any bad losses, though, on the other hand. But I still think that Alabama is, and the SEC overall has been overrated this season. And Agreed. Agreed on that, Mark. Yeah. The SEC being overrated. But, I mean, they're still good. I mean, and you can see that when you watch them play. I'm not, I'm not done. They're good. But I'm saying – they're not Big 12 good. If they were in the Big 12, they'd be battling us on the first day of the tournament. You might be right. You might be right about that, Mark. Yeah. I mean, obviously, look what happened when Oklahoma played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, exactly. But you could actually argue that that's actually their bad loss. No, it's definitely their bad loss at this point yeah. in time. And that's tough to say. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so I'm still trying to figure out which one is the quad one game which one's the quad two loss right between Oklahoma on the road and Texas Tech at home is it Texas Tech at home yeah it's Texas Tech at home that's our quad two loss right now yep okay okay I just had to know it was just like okay just need to know which game was of the lesser quality I guess so to speak and that one was one that we all thought right after that holy hell we're not going to make the tournament get ready for the NIT Mark uh, speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> speak for yourself. Uh, you never doubted. I did not. No. I mean, CJ, you you. Testify. I love it. I love it. So testify. Yeah, Blaine. Blaine. Blaine never never wavered. Um, yeah, I I was on the record of saying we might need to start talking about the three letter tournament. Um, yeah. But now Blaine never never did waver, so I, I will give him that. Yeah. Pick good, man. Oh, it just it just kind of felt like this team was just had a little too much talent to not find its way to enough wins against the schedule we had. You didn't have to get that many of them, but we got enough of them. It was and enough big ones at the right times. I mean, the Texas Tech went loss at Texas or at home. I mean, that was coming off of two really, really, really ugly performances against Texas and Baylor. That's so true. that's why you can't – I was, like CJ said, thinking about the three-letter tournament. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think we all kind of thought heading into that weekend, it was like, well, we just lost two ugly ones. We've now got to find a way to, to sweep these two games. And then when you lose the first one, yeah. had we lost to Oklahoma State, I would have been really down. The fact that it was a Monday game – coming back after Saturday, I thought, okay, let's win it and see what happens. Because if, if you steal one and they're both great big wins, you're right back there. Go ahead, Mark. My bad. 
Oh, it's fine. Um, in fact, Oklahoma State too right now. They were playing for. They're kind of playing for their tournament life as well. So they were kind of up for the game. They should have been up for the game and trying to get the win that they thought needed to propel them up a little bit more into safer territory in the tournament. And then West Virginia goes out and crushes them. That had to demoralize them a little bit and give a boost to West Virginia. Yeah, with, without yeah, a doubt. It's almost crazy to think that, I mean, you're, you're talking about a 10-league tournament or a 10-team league, and at one point I think nine of them were on the bubble or considered in. Like, that's insanity. Yeah. Reminds me of the old yeah. East days. Yeah, you're not you're not kidding in terms of nine out of ten though. And they've talked about now that the uh the expansion's happening, it kind of dilutes the field a little bit next year for the league, and we won't have as good of numbers because like UCF's pretty bad. BYU this year's not doing great. But BYU um, always has the Jimmer effect. Oh, you can always have oh, one yeah. or two guys that can come in. Oh yeah. B- B- and BYU this year is, is down for them. But well, you know. They're saying right. They're sixty nine, sixty two right now against St. Mary's. Are they winning now? No, they're down sixty nine, sixty two. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're down seven with the, just under two to go. So I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, talking, by talking the, more micro like than talking, talking more micro than macro, fellas. Here, I'm talking. This year has not been great for them. No. No. They're okay, but they're going to struggle next year. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to struggle. They're going to. I mean, they are, and yeah, I mean, and and here's the thing. I mean. You, you can't expect Cincinnati's going to struggle next year. Correct, but here's the thing too: is is those numbers, regardless whether or not you were expanding or not, were probably going to come back a little bit anyhow to the pack because they were so far ahead this year in in every metric. You, Good you point, can't, CJ. You know, it was almost like what the Big Twelve has done the last you know three or four years. I, I almost equated to what Tiger did in his prime in golf. Like, okay, you're seeing something that at some point has to come back and it will, and it just, it won't quite ever be that. Like it's that kind of a special run that this conference has had. Wow. Um, that's a, I mean, that's honestly a really, really good point. Yeah. That's a good way that's to a great it. analogy. And plus, I mean, I don't think in terms of metrics too, of next season with the additions, I mean, look at Houston. Throwing Houston into the mix. Oh, but I'm telling you what, they're going to come back some. There ain't no doubt about that. Yeah, they are going to. You, they are definitely coming back some. And Central Florida, I have no doubt. Central Florida, with the fertile recruiting territory they have, and the large alumni base, I think they could be a sleeping giant. I'm not. They're not going to be the DePaul. They might be the DePaul of the Big Twelve for a few seasons, but <laughs> I think. DePaul. They can get something together. Eventually. Eventually. Michael Jordan's son played there. Johnny Dawkins coached there for a while. Like and Michael Jordan's son with uh Scotty Pippen's <laughs> mom. Ex wife. Ex wife. Well, Scotty Pippen's ex wife. Sorry. Well and, and here's the other thing you two have to remember too is some of these and seniors like we're not touching that. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we're yeah. We're not going to up in anchor jail on that. Oh, I, but but here's the other thing, too, to remember, too, is is with some of these schools now, you're going to have some of the additional fundings that they don't have by coming into the Big 12. You, you get the right head coach in place. I mean, look what TCU did. I mean, they were awful. They bring in Jamie Dixon, and yeah, 
you know, sometimes it just takes that one hire, you get it right. And all of a sudden now you're, you're flying in two or three years. So having a little bit extra in that's going to help. And I think, you know, especially with an alumni base willing to, you know, pony up some extra dough too is not going to hurt. And South Florida has that. I mean, that's going to be kind of the interesting thing to watch too, is see do these teams kind of go, all right, well, now with this new money, do we try and lure, you know, potential, you know, big name. Yeah. And that's just the nature of the beast right now. And again, going with central Florida, see what they've already started to do a little bit with Malzahn and starting to really pony up before even getting the big 12 money with their quote unquote national championship a few years ago. (laughs) It's just a mythical. Yeah, it's just one of those schools I feel like does have the support and is going to be willing to spend the money. Now, Grant, BYU has the support of millions of Mormons throughout the country. Oh, they're going to win games at home. Absolutely. But they're also, but they're also not going to win a lot of games at home yeah. to start, yeah. I don't think. Cincinnati has basketball tradition. And Houston has basketball tradition and a great team currently, great coach currently. So, oh, they, it's, it's they're still going to be a great league, even without yeah. Texas and Oklahoma, for sure, without without but, question. And but I mean, if they're last to, go around for the tournament, man. If, it's going to be if, fun. If you had to guess for next season, let's jump ahead a little bit before we dig into the tournament. Now, jump ahead okay. to next season. Keep going the, down the rabbit hole. I love it with the expansion. <laughs> Who would you say will be the bottom three at the end of the season in the Big 12 next year? BYU for sure. Consensus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, UCF consensus as well, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be UCF. <sighs> And then it comes down. I'm probably going to honestly say, I think it might be Texas Tech. That was who I was going to pick, too. But a lot of it depends on what happens. And that's key to our our first game of the tournament as well. Yeah, because it all depends on what happens because they've got a lot of young, good young players there at Texas Tech. (sighs) Yeah, CJ, that's the problem. Do they stay? Right. Uh, yeah. God love transfer portal. I think that's going to be a team that's totally different next year. Yeah. Yeah. And I, In and every I think way. A, and, and I think a team like Cincinnati is going to struggle. I think the 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 travel um, will yeah, affect them. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're going to find out real quick what we've been going through with that. Um, As will UCF for sure, and that's going to be a huge. You'd yeah, factor in them being UCF, awful next year, I think. Yes, UCF's going to get worse than we do. So <laughs> UCF's going to get trounced in this league. Yeah, they they will be the DePaul, Mark. You you, you trying I, to build I'm them up? They are going to be the DePaul. They're going to be the DePaul, but just watch out here in the next uh, couple yeah, of years. You're right. They're going right. to get watch out of out. the basement yeah, for a while, but they'll perennially be there. Let's yeah. be real. We yeah. know that. We'll see. <laughs> I'm. We'll uh, see. I'm I'm going on record. They will perennially be in the basement. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah the, the, these schools have no idea. <laughs> they're they're going to walk into the fog for the first time and probably get beat by like 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. UCF going into the fog. 
it, it can happen. Or the octagon. Or yeah, any... they're yeah, they're they're about to walk into some arenas that they Coliseum. just don't understand. Yeah. And and, they, and you know what? And to be fair, I don't think we as Mountaineer fans truly understood him till we did it. Oh yeah, I'd agree. And we didn't even mention Ivy Gallagher. I mean, yeah, that place yeah. can get rocking. Eddie Sunken Court. Hey, uh, BYU's arena is actually pretty awesome as well. Let me ask this. Decent too. Let, 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 let me ask this. We, we got to take the college of basketball, really. Let, let's take the Coliseum out of it. In the Big 12, best venue. Fog. Coliseum included the fog. Sorry, I love our I love our building, but I, I, I know, I know. that's what I'm saying. Take, take 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 us out of it. Would it be the fog? The fog, easily. Yeah, I, us being included I went, in it, it's still the fog. It is. I went <laughs> I went to one game in Kansas, that, yeah. and good lord, I've never seen an environment like that in college basketball. I do feel like we do have something kind of pretty crazy though. The energy in the Coliseum is different. It is. I mean, the energy it of the Coliseum. It is different. It is. But it is for, I mean, good let's team. be honest. We West have, Virginia, we have to be West good. Virginia fans, we are very passionate, but we are we can be kind of fickle. I remember a few bad Catlett years where the Coliseum, you could probably read a book there and study for a test, and it would be perfectly yeah, fine. But- Mark, the Catlin years are a long way, long gone, bud. I know, but I'm just saying we can be fickle from time to time. We're a basketball school now. It's happened. It's happened, Mark. I mean, you said we've been a basketball school for years. I think you're right. Yeah, I think ever since Richrod left, we've been a basketball school. And it's pretty much been shown. You get Final Four, you get a Big East championship out of it. You get these big runs in the tournament, big runs in the Big 12 tournament. I mean, this is a basketball school. Yes, we have a off week here, off year here and there, but for the most part, I mean, Hugs is still he's done, a, he's done a job. He's done his job every single year for the most part. CJ, you have anything to say about basketball school? No, I don't think I disagree completely with it. Um, we still have football school as well. Yeah, I mean, because... You want to be a football school, at least. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, and it's tough to say, because, I mean, you you look at the success hugs and the basketball team has had, and the, and the football team really hasn't, especially since, you know, Rich left. Um, but, I mean, there there still have been, you know, the it's... Because I think back, you know, to that Oklahoma game with, with Greer and, and Kyler, I mean, how close that, that team was. Right. You know, but I, but I think if you're talking on a whole, <clears throat> yeah, I mean the basketball program's definitely, <clears throat> definitely been the 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 show, um, for it. But I mean, but but the success the football team has had, I mean, I don't think you, it, it's nothing to kind of poo poo at it. It's not like we're Duke where we're winning three football games a year. Oh, Duke now you have to give Duke on that. I thought they they've done better than expected in football. Yeah, well, but I mean, back, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, up until Cutcliffe, I mean, they were an absolute dumpster fire for a football program. So. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, but I, but I think if you're talking about you know success and the longevity of success, then yeah, you you've got to go basketball. 
Hey, what about Spurrier days, CJ? Can't forget yeah. about those years for Duke. Hey, Joe Mazzola's hey. on my TV. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. Hey, my former roommate. <laughs> anyway. No, but hey, hey, so CJ, uh, the uh, – the whole, the whole basketball school versus football school thing, I, I, I feel you on saying that uh, we definitely kind of had our moment there in the sun, and, and we can definitely get back there. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. It can happen, but for right now, I feel like the trend of the football program has so many people just completely. I mean, just they don't care. It's they care more about the tailgating than they do about the product on the field because of what West Virginia has put on the field the last few years. Granted, with basketball, though, West Virginia, even when they still struggle, you still pack the Coliseum. You still have rabid fans go. They don't go just to party and tailgate. They go to actually support the team, support the university. I think football, it's getting a little bit past that. Uh, you know, something though that I think has to be fair to say is that the football football stadium is a lot bigger. Basketball, while it is big for basketball, very big for basketball, it does have something to do with it. But yeah. the the energy in the costume when it's packed is 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 like nothing else. It it really is. Uh, and, and I love football, I love Mountaineer Field, but I take the collie. You know, I would take the Coliseum. Over Mountaineer Field, if I had to, and man, we went into the rabbit hole big time. We were talking the tournament, and we got to that. I love it. Love <laughs> it. Mission accomplished tonight, fellas. There we go. Yes. And that's all, folks. Yeah. So hey, let's um, let's go ahead and get to the tournament, right? What are our thoughts? I I like how it sets up for us to make a little bit of a run. I really well, do. Well, we already, I already touched on a little bit, but Texas Tech, obviously the situation right now is Adams, and they're going to be trying to break in a new coach. There's a little bit of, I guess, dissension among the Red Raiders fan base, and the, I don't know if that's going to go to the team as well. Yeah, look in the first round. Hey, they, they either rally or they don't, you know. Exactly. So let's just play hard, and we've got the revenge factor in our mind. Yeah. Do after you, losing to them in the Coliseum. So. Do you have Bill Stewart, or do you have something else? Leave no doubt tonight. Leave no doubt tonight. No doubt. They shouldn't have played the old Golden Blue. Not this night. Yes, sir. Not oh, this God. night. You have Bill Stewart Fiesta Bowl or something else. So. Something else happens a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. And the other thing, too, is is when, when you get into those situations, unfortunately, it, it literally comes down to, especially this time of year, do, do the kids really just even care and want to play anymore? Because, you know, as of right now, I think they're probably on the outside looking in of the tournament. Are, are, are you ready just to call it a year and, and pack your lockers? You know, yeah. that's that that's kind of the other the other part on it, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I love uh, the way this tournament sets up for us. Um, you I will know, say this real quick. I, I'm so glad we're not seeing Oklahoma. Hey, I'm I'm with you because it had been tough to beat them after the beating we put on them. Yeah. I do want to make this point, though, real quick. Texas Tech, theoretically, hear this out. 
if they were to win a couple games here, that means they beat Kansas. Let's say they went. Do you think they get in off another win versus Kansas? Beat us twice. We're a yeah. tournament team. Yes, probably will. right. Yeah, so, probably. Although I don't know for their lives. But it'll depend now on with this ascension of the coach. It's just wild. Like how are they going to rally? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll depend on exactly how the uh, committee will look at them. I mean, will they look at them with uh, rose-colored glasses, or will they look at them as okay? They lucked into wins against West Virginia and maybe Kansas, and they're still struggling a little bit because they're in uncertain situation, uncharted waters. Yeah. So it, 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 I think that's I think that kind of becomes the case of how do you view the conference tournament? Do you view it as a weekend, or do you view it as games that are on the floor? And that happened, you know. I think that's it's peculiar, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it is peculiar. I, I'd say if Texas Tech would run off two where they'd get us, that gives us gives them two wins over us and a win against Kansas on a neutral floor. Yeah, I think you gotta. I think that you they're you probably really first four in Dayton, right? Yeah, I, I think you yeah. really got to give them a give them a hard look. Um, That's but, not going to happen though, so don't even get it in their mind. No, I, no, I don't either. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love you know if we get by Texas Tech, love getting getting a third shot at Kansas. Um, Should have beat them at the fog. Should I, I kind of like? I love that sleepy, you know, Thursday afternoon, three o'clock tip. We come in off a win the night before. Kansas hasn't played yet. Stevenson just comes out firing threes, and we get up big on him, and we find a way to hold on and make our free throws and just get into that Friday semifinal. I could feel that coming. It just feels like it's going to happen. I don't know why. Yeah, and see, and that was the other reason I really kind of wanted to stay out of that seven seed. I just don't know how good of a matchup Texas is for us. I, I in both games against them, it feels like they kind of got whatever they wanted. Um, that that's that's the one matchup in the in in the in the conference that you look at and go, man, we just yeah. we don't match up well. I agree with you there. I mean, Texas, they just boat raced us whenever we were down in Austin. So I'm just glad we're not going to see them until maybe later in the tournament. But I mean, Kansas, the best, best Kansas, case scenario, like, is like I said, Kansas, Kansas, in the title Kansas, game. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas should have won in the fog. I firmly believe that should have won in the fog. Gave that one away, and I think we match up really good against Kansas, especially now with the team starting to click and the rotation that Hugs has going with the team. I think this is the prime opportunity. Just get past Texas Tech, and then just start laying it on the Jayhawks in the power and light district. Uh, yeah. The power and light district. What a, a over under on number of times you'll hear that used during the broadcast, each broadcast, probably at least 10, right? Oh easily. yeah. Easily. And yeah. I love the power and light district. I had a good time whenever I went to the tournament that one year. Mark, talk a little bit about that. I, I'm it's on my bucket list. would like to go. Okay. I'll Give tell us you, a little bit of a flavor of it real quick. I'll say this. I've been to a lot of airports in my life. Kansas City is the worst airport I've ever been to, period. Oh, that's a good start. Okay. Hey, have you been All to right. Charlotte? Yeah, I've been <laughs> – oh, I've been to Charlotte many times. But Kansas City, good Lord. They have the security check. It's like uh, cattle pens. They have security <laughs> checks for like three gates. 
at once and you have to wait in line for security check and you can't leave the gate and only some of them have bars other ones you have to just wait outside the gate and you might miss your flight because you're still waiting in a long security line it's really narrow and it's way outside of town but anyway that's my rant on the kansas city airport (laughs) (laughs) the power and light district it's a fun environment i mean for mountaineer fans that used to go down to the gator bowl when we were playing down there it reminds me of a more vibe i mean lively uh jacksonville landing lively a, okay, a vibrant, lively Jacksonville landing. I like it. Man. Yeah, it's pretty big. I mean, there's always something going on. There are plenty of bars. All the teams are really represented well. The barbecue is great. Had one of the best steaks of my life there and saw a, went to a bar that had a speakeasy. There was a speakeasy in the 1920s. Got to check that part out and played golf there one year. So it's a really cool environment in Kansas City. I highly recommend at least checking out once. I Mark, guess. are you are you playing golf in Kansas City in March? Uh, yeah. I it was in I was in Overland Park, Kansas. Yes. Okay. It, was, it wasn't that bad, actually. Really? Were, were we talking like mid forties to fifties? It was in the fifties. The okay, weather in the fifties. The weather when I went out there wasn't too bad. So, I mean, it was a good time. Believe it or not, it's funny how it worked out for me going to the Kansas City for the tournament. I just took off work. I was living in Idaho and working there at the time. And I just decided, okay, I'm going to take off work. I'm going to go to the Big 12 tournament. I (laughs) went out there with just a plane ticket. I had no tickets to any game, no hotel room. And I end up sleeping on the floor of Buddy's hotel room and getting courtside seats to all the games. And we made it to the championship that year. And it was just a crazy environment, especially I think the semifinals that year was K-State, Kansas. And it was an insane environment seeing those two just go, the fan bases just go toe-to-toe against each other. Reminded me a lot of going up to the Big East tournament and seeing Georgetown Syracuse fans go up against each other. That's a good one. Big East tournament's still 20 times better. You say that nostalgia for the draft here in a little while, buddy. Okay. Okay. All right. So, hey, we keep – we're talking about the tournament for us, kind of previewing it in general. I think the ceiling might be – I mean, but if you make it to the championship, let's win the Dagwin thing, right? But oh yeah, I say this: the you floor Texas, is the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> love that quote. Love that quote. <laughs> um, the championship matchup would be against either Texas, K State, uh, TCU, more than likely, right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, I guess, has a chance. At Oklahoma as well. But, like, okay, if you make it there, we'll deal with that. But let's just kind of micro it down a little more. I want to beat Kansas, and then let's take another shot at Baylor. If you win both those games realistically and you make it to the title game, that's incredible. And I think that moves you up to the sixth line. Just The way this bubble is. The way this bubble is. I honestly believe that. Just the way those two games, I mean, the impact that they would have. Yeah, I do believe that could maybe – Definitely seven, but it could move you up to the six line. It's 
especially, I mean, depending on how good a performance you put against them, too. Because the committee, yeah, they're going to be looking at the NET rankings and the quad one wins and so on and so forth. But still, you're going to have the some committee members looking at the eye test. And they already what better, should be. What better time to pass the eye test than the week of Selection Sunday? <laughs> exactly. Hey, speaking of eye tests, by the way, uh, Bob Pompiani, KDK Pittsburgh, had a Twitter poll said, use the eye test. Who do you think is more deserving, Pitt or West Virginia? Huh. And, man, I tell you what, Bob Pompiani and me went to it a little bit on Twitter. Little, <laughs> little, little back and forth there. Uh, it was kind of fun. Um, good, yeah, good that... guy, and good guy, and a, a pretty good supporter and coverage of the Pirates. So, uh, uh, Pompeyani, that Pompeyani trying to get that pit love up in there. I'm like, come on now, blind? Are you blind? Like, let's really get, let's look at the how actual the, high test. How that work earlier in the season it was about 25 points, something like that. So, yeah, 80, yeah. 81, 56, and uh, there we go. Yeah, more quad one wins, and you know we've won. Uh, you know, hung, played to wire to wire with Kansas in the fog, and then won. You know, in, in the against the mystique that is Hilton Magic, and then beat number ten K State. You know, like a drum while Pitt's losing at Notre Dame. <laughs> come on, come on. Let's, yeah, and, and I would agree. Let's with that be real. I mean, I know there's some other other conference tournaments that are going to kind of affect seating and what happens, um, you know, but in real into to Pittsburgh, as, as you were talking, you know, if they're able to kind of get, uh, you know, let's say they move on to Thursday and, you know, beat a pretty good Duke team, or at least a Duke team that's been playing really well here lately, that does nothing but bolster us, especially if we're able to, you know, win a game maybe even two in the big 12 i think the committee has to even look at that even a little bit more and go man this is a team that handled a, a what we think now might be a pretty decent pit team well yep and like i said before i think um west virginia fans i hate to say it should say well, i'm not going to say cheer for pit but look positively towards them so to speak, <laughs> trying to mince trying to uh, Look positively toward them. I like them. I'm trying to <laughs> tread lightly there. But still, you look at Pitt, if they go, they beat Duke and get that far in the tournament, then you have to look and see what West Virginia has done in a much tougher conference. So the conference is going to be the big thing. And the Big 12, I mean, it blows the ACC out of the water. If West Virginia wins against Texas Tech and upsets possibly Kansas. Like, give me NC State in a first-round matchup. Oh, God. Hell. For sure. Give me Mississippi State in a first-round matchup. Oh, yeah. Give me Florida Atlantic in a first-round matchup. (laughs) Give me – I guess we won't get pit again. Give me Northwestern in a first give round me, matchup. Give me Northwestern in a first round matchup. Give me Providence in a first round matchup. Give, give me give me Illinois in a first round matchup. I don't love that, but I'm I'm okay with it. Let's line them up. We'll go play Brad. I mean, Coach Underwood and the boys. 
the way this team has been playing in the last give month. Me, give me Penn State in a first-round matchup. That'd be good. The way this team's been playing in the last month against the toughest competition in college basketball, I'm not – I'm convinced that they could beat any team on any given night. And that's I say that not only for West Virginia, but for any team in the Big 12 that's going to be in the NCAA tournament. They can beat any team on any given night from any conference. So it's just a matter of seeing who's going to be on the chopping block first and seeing how the bracket works out for West Virginia. Yep, getting the right matchups. But, I mean, but for the most part – I like us in almost every first-round matchup. I hope that Kentucky can win some games, maybe get themselves up a couple seed lines so we could avoid them for a while. Not that I don't want to see who how should not be named. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, and I'd rather not see Kentucky if we didn't have to. Coach Cal, well, it always seems like they want to do that. But I'd be yeah, okay with the, them winning the, a couple games moving the up. The tournament committee has a little bit of a fetish for West Virginia-Kentucky matchups. They really do. Yeah, I mean, guys, I, I mean, I kind of look at it and say I feel good about most of these teams we could play in the first round for sure. It really just comes down to who do we get in the second round game. I think that would be very interesting. Obviously, they try and avoid having conferences um, of meeting that second round. They they like to avoid that till the Sweet Sixteen bracketing principles. Um, they make that happen if at all possible. Like, Mark, I know you were talking about Marquette. I wouldn't mind seeing them. I'd rather see them than Arizona, I think, for sure. I wouldn't mind seeing Virginia. I wouldn't mind seeing Gonzaga, quite frankly. I think uh, I'd love to see Gonzaga, actually, in that one, because I think Hugs has a dirty taste in his mouth from the last couple times we played Gonzaga. So I think he might be out for blood against Mark Few if he gets the opportunity. Say it with your chest! I would love to see Tennessee or UConn as well, and I, and I agree with your take about being out for blood on, on the Zags. We owe them big time. And Mark Few, this is not a prototypical Gonzaga team, and I think he could get exposed in the tournament. Yeah, easily. I think they could get – honestly, you have – Lenardi hasn't played Furman. After watching the old Purple Paladins tonight, I would take Furman out of the SoCon. That There's league's a little better. Circle. That league's a little better than your uh, your thumb belt take there earlier, Mark. Just to let you know. <laughs> so just got just got to just got to tell you that right now. CJ, you've been quiet. Get... Yeah, I mean, I think there's some teams, <laughs> you know, in the tournament you definitely would like to see. I, you know, and a lot of it kind of depends really on where you you get play. You get Who's the team you don't want to see? Who don't you want to see? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't really – I wouldn't really want to see Alabama, especially early. Um, I mean, if, if you look at the way this team has been playing, I, I don't know if there's a ton of teams out there I go, good, you know, because I I'm think okay we can match Houston, up. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have no issues with Houston. I think we could – you really play with them. I mean, I'd love another shot at Purdue, but like you said, you know, I mean, Zach Eady at 7 4. I mean, there's only so much you can do. Um, you know, none of the teams out of the out of the big East scare me. I'll tell you who I'd love to get another crack at, and you're probably not gonna be able to do it till maybe the sweet 16, depending on where it's at. I'd love another crack at Xavier. 
Yeah, that'd be a good one too, yeah. Because, well, we didn't exactly figure out what kind of team we were going to be whenever we met Xavier earlier in the season. So, yeah. No, definitely And we had a lead, though, too. That's another thing. We did have a lead, too. And going back to another sour taste in your mouth, get a little bit of revenge in that uh, Elite Eight or the Sweet 16 game from several years back. Hey, one team that we could see that I don't necessarily love the matchup for some reason, San Diego State kind of gives me a little bit of a, a weird feeling. Am I am I weird about that? Uh, no. I mean, I I can understand where you're coming from on that. Creighton as well. Creighton's always that way. Yeah, because Creighton's one of those teams, man. If they get hot from three, it it becomes a very long day. Iowa too. Doug McDermott, shout out. (laughs) And I think Iowa as well. Yeah, I'll give you another team that I don't know if I'd want to see them at least in the in the potential of a of a second round matchup, and and that's Miami. And the only reason I say that is is they tend to get in these dogfight games and find ways to win them in March like, too. Yeah, it yeah. the way they've been playing, you know, especially down the stretch this year, like. They end up in close games, free throw shooting contests, and they find ways to win them. That that would be one I'm not so sure I'd want to see a second round. Now, you get them in the Sweet 16, okay, maybe, but that second round matchup, I, I don't know if I'd dig it too much. I'd like to see Marquette, honestly. Oh, I'd, I'd love to see Marquette. I'd, and I, I'm going to get a shot at Shaka, honestly. I get, still another, think. get another shot at them, and I'll tell you this right now. If you go off Lenardi's thinking, Kennesaw State could knock them off. They got some guard play that I think could give Shaka's guys some fits. Ooh, good Kennesaw State Owls comment there. <laughs> Even though they didn't knock off my my flames, but it's okay. <laughs> well, I think um, in terms of teams that West Virginia could see in the second round, then Arizona kind of gives me a little bit of worry. I agree, Mark. I know they uh, lost. To the and to UCLA recently, but they're still top ten team. They're still they've got a lot of great scores. They got a lot of length. I think they pose a little bit of a matchup issue, similar to what Texas does to West Virginia. Uh, I think you're right. That scares me. Hey, what about Duke? I would love to see them in a first round matchup. By the way, we didn't even hit on them. Oh, bring it! Freaking bring it! <laughs> Uh, I, I, I I would love to slap him around because that because I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, John Shire. I hate that guy. Freaking hate that guy. <laughs> He's I, a loud mouth who's virtually accomplished nothing. But whatever. He does have more wins than Coach K in his first year. Yeah, and he also took over a much better roster than K did too. Oh, we, but, we, we, K, we know. We know. Yeah. I have a lot to say about Duke. And their fan base, but you, you know what? From my you know experience what? Huggins, at the final four, but Huggins said it the best. Sometimes those Duke boys just need to shut the hell up. <laughs> he did there actually you go. say them Duke there boys need to be put in their place on his talk show about Reddick. That was priceless. <laughs> that those really Duke, was. Those Duke fans at the final four were some of the most obnoxious, arrogant people I've ever met in my life. Dude, I'm I had a gonna... dude, I had a roommate that was one. Trust me, I yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna I, lie. I, I, I understand. I absolutely have 
want want on a bucket list to go to the hug show before you know he ends up retiring. I yeah, I used to go every week. I would like I mean, to go. Me and me and Darby, we used to go every single week, hang out there over at Kegler's or even before Kegler's over at the waterfront. It was always a good time. I, let me give yeah. you another team. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. And it, granted, right now they're kind of on the outside looking in, but. You know, if something wacky happens and they play themselves in, what do you think about matching up with North Carolina in the first weekend? Mm, prefer not. I think uh, we it, could beat them. I don't think I, – I think I it's do a too, but rather I, not. I don't know how good they are. I mean, that's going back to what I said earlier. North Carolina is really the true definition of a bubble team right now, but – if you make a big run in a conference tournament, that shows your team is disciplined enough to do it and when all the chips are on the line. And I would hate to have to and play. And went on neutral any, floors, too. Yeah, on neutral floor, yeah. And I hate to play any bubble team that made a made their way into the tournament just based off of uh, sheer luck or sheer determination throughout their conference tournament. That, that's just a and recipe also, for disaster. And also with the pedigree in North Carolina. Yeah. I so wouldn't love that. Hey, speaking of making runs in conference tournaments, I mean, that's why, why we remember these tournaments. But it's time, fellas. The draft, the best conference tournaments. Now, we're also going to allow – well, I think we have to specify this now. Is the Big East what it was or what it is? Because that's going to be key. I think you got to go current because you're you can't go back in time. Do mm. you? But you get you get all the nostalgia that what it was though, correct? I'll... So does the ACC like that's part of it? Like you know, or are we going it based off what it is at this very moment? I went to four Big East tournaments in my life, and all four are the most memorable, some of the most memorable sporting events I've ever attended. Uh, yeah, if you're doing it, the draft. But I mean, if you're right yeah, now, if you're gonna say it. ones that you want to go to or think would be fun, I, I think you got to keep it current. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Sadly. so it is what it is now. Okay. But, All right. But just a shout out to the old Big East tournament, Harrington's Bar down the street from the Garden. Love that place. R.I.P. Ricky. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> and hey. Uh, <laughs> Big East tournament is special, Mark. It was special. It is still special, but it's not what it was. Yeah, if you uh, Google WVU Country Roads Big East tournament on, or not if you Google, if you search it on YouTube, you will see Drunk Me, a video that I took. This is the top hit of singing Country <laughs> Roads after we beat Georgetown in the championship. <laughs> That's yours. That is Mark's video. Yeah. So, nonetheless, number one pick, I'll give it to Mark. I'll give it to Mark, but with one with one stipulation. Okay. Because I think at this point in time, there's no doubt that if we're saying the tournaments now, mm-hmm. the Big 12 is the one, and that is off the board. Big off 12 the off board the board. For all okay. of us. Okay. All of us. That's fair. 
because the power and light district and the barbecue and the yeah. basketball that would be, you know, that you would get to see there at this point in time. I mean, three of the last four national champions. It's, it's, it's incredible. So Absolutely, it's off the board. Yeah. All right. Number one pick Mark. So Whew. where are you going now? I'd have to go with the ACC tournament. I mean, it's just got the history. I don't exactly know right now where it's played at this year. Greensboro. It's be Greensboro. Yeah, it's still in Greensboro. Site. Oh, yeah, if it's oh. Greensboro. Yeah, Greensboro is the perfect place. Because I know they tried to switch it around a few times, even tried Brooklyn, didn't they? So, yeah, the ACC tournament in Greensboro, that's just a right feel. For yeah, right on Tobacco Road, that's where you need the ACC tournament. 100%. 100%, Mark. And that may, that honestly, I got to say this a team from the ACC, uh, from North Carolina, going to win that thing this year. I kind of think oh. NC State might find a way, or Duke, one of the two. I was about to say, you're big on Wake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they make a run. You know, probably not. Um, Chris Ball ain't coming out of retirement anytime you know, soon. I, I, I see the boys from in in the red and black. Uh, don't turn your back on the Wolfpack, you know. Maybe finding a way. Shout to, out to uh, Gibby. Uh, don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. Um, but I could see them winning it. But, yeah, hey, good pick there, market number one. And I got to tell you, buddy, such an improvement over your last draft. We're proud of you. Proud of you with the pick. <laughs> proud of you, buddy. Proud of you. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, all right, CJ, roll, roll number two, buddy. Uh, you know, because the ACC is is a pretty good one, and obviously we took the Big Twelve. I think one. that. <sighs> you know what? I, I'm going to go a little off the grid here, and it's for one reason only, and, and there's a couple of them, different ones that are outplayed out there, um, but um, the West Coast conference uh out in vegas because um, you nice. can get a couple of different other tournaments out there plus it's vegas um a lot to do and a lot to see and, and the basketball is usually you know not too bad i mean i know gonzaga's kind of run that thing but i mean them and st mary's always have some pretty good matchups uh san francisco is usually a pretty pretty tough out there in that tournament as well um, cj Stop trying to sell the West Coast Conference, though. We're not buying it, bud. No, okay. I'm not buying right. it. But I mean, you know, I, there's there's a lot worse cities you could go go hang out for a for a weekend in. You're correct. You're correct. But don't sell us on the basketball so much. I mean, there's a couple good games potentially. Okay. Hey, had, uh, we're not that far removed from Pacific being a pretty good team out that way. So I've had a few good months one night in Vegas. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll I'll give you that, CJ. Um, with the second pick there in Vegas. It's, and plus it's early too, so you can still like hang out, kind of watch the rest of the other ones in or kind of start before you go back home for the weekend. Like oh, yeah, it. hang out in the sports books. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Always great in sports books in March. And the pool the pool bar is not bad either down there in Vegas. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I will tell you that. The, I, I can uh, speak from experience. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say <sighs> – with with the third pick in in the draft, I'll still go ahead and take. Uh, no, I can't do it. I was gonna I was gonna actually go with the Big East, but I'm gonna decide against it. I, I still don't still don't love it that much. I'm gonna go Big Ten. Uh, typically, you, you get a good venue. You're either in Indianapolis or Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, two pretty great cities. Two pretty cool places. 
quality basketball, defensive grinder. You know, you know how you know it's kind of basketball, I kind of like a little, little, uh, little blood no foul type type hoops. Yeah, I'll I'll Can't roll with that. Much. And and then uh, see, I, I want I also want to go off the beaten path, but I'm not gonna, fellas. I'm not. I'm gonna pick the SEC. That the was gonna pick. be mine. Yeah, that was gonna be my number two. Nashville, right on Broadway. Yeah, I think it'd be so this year for fans. sure. Yeah, and you know, and and they they, they kind of Kentucky fans typically take that over, and it's typically pretty good basketball. Um, it's it's decent, you know. It, it's it, it's got a lot of passion. Uh, SEC, obviously, we know what the SEC is about. Uh, and so I'll go with that as my fourth pick. Hopefully, maybe I can sneak in one here later, but. uh Go ahead there, CJ. What do you got? What's next? Okay. And I'm assuming we are limiting these to ones that have neutral sites, no no campus sites. Uh yeah, probably. I mean yeah, I probably. that should be fair. Yeah. What were you gonna what's your what's your campus well, site? Well, I mean if you Vermont were to... hosting the A uh, the American <laughs> East. Or is yeah, that Ivy like League ten AM? Yeah, yeah just because it's Vermont, you know, and it's a Ivy actually is neutral. Yeah, it's in Princeton. It's it's oh, neutral. Um but no, I mean Vermont just because I think of you know just you know you think of some of the. Just, I just remember watching that one a bunch and always seeing them play. Always thought that'd be kind of a, just a cool place to go, just to say you've been. Um, but I'm actually gonna go. I'm actually gonna okay. go to. I'm actually gonna go to Brooklyn, uh, the A10 tournament. Okay, that's good. Um, well done, CJ. That was when I was trying to sneak in later. Good okay. job. Yeah, you know, I mean, there there's some good basketball played played in the A10. You know, Virginia. Commonwealth Dayton, you know, who we play in those super secret super scrimmages and all that. And um also a lot of in, a lot of a lot of teams that are typically trying to fight to get in there too. Yeah. In that tournament that are good quality teams. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well you got there, Mark. Well, I guess I got two picks here, don't I? So Yes you do. Yes you do. Well, I'll have to do the big east. Gotta throw that out there. I knew it's... it. I'm glad you did. Yeah, somebody has to, even though it's still watered down from the grand old days. It's still the Big East Tournament. It's still Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena in the world, in America's, I'm not going to say greatest city, but America's shining light of a city, even though sometimes you have rats getting pizza (laughs) in subways. But, but maybe not what it used to be. Yeah, it ain't what it used to be, but it's still the Big East Tournament. There's still fans come all from all around. There are plenty of hotels and bars right around the garden. So it's just the history of the entire event. And beyond that, um, hmm. third round I'll pick with, the, the one to the one to round it out, Mark, on the three on three here, three man weave. I'll go with the AAC. Fort Worth, okay. Texas. Fort Worth. Underrated town. Stockyards. Um, AAC. They still put that, put together a few good teams here and there. So I'll go with the AAC just for Fort Worth because Fort Worth is a really fun town. And, and it's actually a pretty good, I mean, pretty good basketball this year too. I mean, you got yeah. Houston. Wichita saw in the past. Yeah, I can see the American being a, good, a fun conference to go see. Yeah, I was looking here because you know, kind of getting a little, little, it's, little it's, getting, it's getting to the end here. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I I would say go. Let me go to St. Louis, uh, the Missouri Valley. Um, you did it again. Oh, I did man. it to you again. Um, you know, those are some teams you know fighting to get in, and we've seen some of those teams get into the tournament and make some noise. Um, usually, some some pretty good basketball played in that one, and you know, St. Louis, another little beautiful town to to visit. Lots to do. Plus, it's early on too. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of the early ones played, so you got some time. CG, I mean, you're going to be in Vegas and Missouri, both or St. Louis, both early. You like the early through conference tournaments, the Valley and uh, the West Coast. Very hey, let's get it started, man. Yeah, I have a feeling well, I know what you're going to pick, Blaine. Next, I mean, I think I got to go with the Conference of Champions <laughs> at the nine slot. Bill Walton calling the games <laughs> in Vegas <laughs> with the nine hole slot here. I mean, that's come on. I, like I still is... think Bill Walton. They just need to have a camera crew follow him around Las Vegas for an entire week. It might be we... R-rated or X-rated. You might end up at a brothel somewhere, or you might end up trying to infiltrate Area Fifty One. But still, you'll definitely be at a dead cover band show. Oh, absolutely! Or, well, Jimmy Buffett was there this past Saturday, so that would have been perfect if Buffett was. And he's there this Saturday. Surprised. But, oh, he'll be there. Yeah, you know Bill, Walt, be. Bill Walton at Jimmy Buffett concert on Saturday in Las Vegas. So, Bookie, you know he'll, you know he's showing up. Yes, fellas, <laughs> you know we're going to show up here after uh, this whole selection show gets done on Sunday night to talk about this thing and talk about the brackets. And you know, man, I'm a little it. disappointed you didn't go to Pensacola to your your fun belt. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, it, it's it's a it's in a hockey arena. Bubba Bubba Watts, uh, Bubba Watson was there in attendance. Good good local, but uh, the herd struggled down the Green stretch, Bar- man. What else can Green I say? They row four at the end, man. They struggled. <laughs> well, Texas made shots at the end, man. They made shots, you know, they made <laughs> shots. So, hopefully, they get an IT bid. You know, that's that's all. That, that's our quick. Minute of, minute of Marshall here. On the, uh, I hope so too. On, on this Dan D'Antoni, friend of mine, even though we disagree on a lot of things. <laughs> and and that, hey, that, those are the best kind of friends, Mark. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a what what a night, fellas! And 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 it's going to be a fun fun week in Kansas City. Hopefully, a nice little run. We play loose, but even if we do. Loses. I think as long as we beat Texas Tech, you got you, you feel like okay, well, we took another swing at Kansas. That might be the best team in the country. Couldn't get it done. So I, I still feel good about this team heading into uh, to next week and playing in the field of 64, regardless of what happens this week. But it, it's all great. Really. It's all great. Until uh, so next time, y'all take it easy. Let's go Mountaineers. Let's go drink some beers. This is March. We don't sleep till May. We, we should. No, no sleep till May. Not no sleep till Brooklyn. All right, <laughs> y'all. Take it easy. Good night. All right. Have a Take good. care.